Our scripture reading this morning uh, is about Palm Sunday. It's a common one read this time of the year. This comes from the Gospel of Luke in the 19th chapter. So hear these words. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village ahead of you. And as you enter, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of God for the people of God. All right, now I am going to, uh, you know, we talk sometimes about faith and trust. So I am going to be, uh, some of, would any children like a noisemaker? Now I'm going to ask to cut a whole, I know it's like this to talk about the snake in the Adam and Eve story. This is like so tempting to make. And we're going to make noise, but on my cue, all right? So would you guys like you don't, want to, you don't want to make noise? All right. Does Lewis want to make noise? All right. Who else? What about the Scott kids? Do you want to, a couple things yeah. today? Yes? All right. All right. Here you go. Pass it down there. Oh, all right. Early kids, do you want, to, you want to do that one? Use that one? No, you want to pick your own. I don't blame you. All right. Any other? Do we have any other? All right. There we go. How about that one? Yes? Yeah? There we go. Any other? Oh, William, want that one? How about this? Wonderful. Any adults want to play along? Yeah, all right. Pass it down. Pass that down. All right. All right. Here we go. Got it? Oh, good catch. All right. Shelby, Julia, do you want to play along? No? All right. No, no. Okay. So this is going to be kind of an interactive sermon today. Uh, And so, but first, I want to show you, so if we could put this picture up. This was in our neighborhood. I put this online and I blogged about it. You can't, I don't know if you can read it. This is a stop sign just down the block uh, from where we live. So it's a stop sign, and then someone took, I don't know, some sort of marker or something, And below it, it says, being a dummy. So the person wanting to make this statement is saying to people in general, stop being a dummy. Now, I don't know, it's a word that you might not want to use in your household, but I thought that's a really fascinating thing to put on a stop sign. And what does that mean to them? So I thought about that this week, especially this word stop shows up in our passage today. And that's a word that I want to focus on 
So first, I want to ask, so first I'll ask some of the children, and if you aren't sure, maybe you could whisper it to your parents like that. Have you ever been told to stop doing something? Has that ever happened in your house at all? And if so, what is something that you're told to stop doing? Are you, feel free, are you willing to share that? Stop doing cartwheels in the kitchen, a popular one, yes. Stop doing cartwheels in the kitchen. Any others? Stop putting our hair in our food. Stop putting hair in our food. Another popular one. I can't wait to go to the Scott home sometime. <laughs> Stop hitting your brother or your sister or sibling. Yes, that's a popular one. Any others? Pop, you know, unique ones, perhaps? We have very well-behaved children. So what was it? Did you say, Brian? Stop eating all the goldfish. I assume you mean the crackers. Yes, okay, good, yeah. That's another popular one, yeah. All right, adults, growing up, what were some, did you, were you ever told to stop doing something? Stop so, slouching. Stop slouching, all right, that's one. Stop chewing with your mouth open. Stop chewing with your mouth open, yes, absolutely. Stop making noise. Stop pushing people down on the sports field. Stop pushing people down on the sports field. We all know to steer clear of Julia. Alice, did you, was there another one you wanted to say? Uh, yeah. Just stop playing with your food. Stop playing with your food. Yes, another popular one. Right, absolutely. Yeah, good. These are all very good. So we are told growing up, and I'm sure parents in our midst too, probably if you think about it, yes, when have we told our children too to stop doing something? And so these are all things, and when we see someone doing something that may kind of get on our nerves, we have that temptation to just stop doing that. My wife and I went to a concert a few weeks ago. It was a comedian. And during the concert, somebody had their phone out. And they weren't talking, but you know, when it's all dark and they've got that screen and it's so bright and this guy was sitting right next to me. And I, I tried to be patient and I waited five minutes, 10 minutes. And finally, I was just like, I tried to be polite about, oh, please put that away. And he had excuse why he had it out. And then that kind of, so we have this temptation to stop doing things that get on our nerves. So now let's talk about Palm Sunday and why we are doing what we are doing today. So in this passage, especially, we get to this part. Now, interestingly, there's no, and this is the Gospel of Luke. And so in Matthew and Mark, they have talking about branches. Luke doesn't have the branches for some reason, but they do have something. Now, you got everyone have the noisemakers? So when I give you the cue, I want you to make a little bit of noise. Are you all ready? All right, so we're gonna read part of this verse again. It says, as Jesus rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice. So let's make some noise, yes. Keep going, so you get a sense as Jesus is walking into Jerusalem and people are making all kinds of noise with noisemakers, their hands, they're shouting out as well, all of these things. Here comes Jesus. All right, now you can stop. You'll have a chance later on, we'll, go. we'll come back to it, I promise. So anyone have a guess? Now here, we're talking, you're interactive, so people can make some guesses here, there are no wrong answers. Why do you think people were making so much noise? Why do you think people were so excited about that? Maybe Jesus didn't come there in a while? That's a good answer. It had been a long time. In fact, if we go back into Luke chapter 9, there's a passage that says Jesus set his face to Jerusalem. 
It took Jesus 10 chapters to get to Jerusalem. So people are excited about Jesus coming. That's a good answer. Any other guesses? Why are people so excited about this? Some people, we use it. Gary. They thought he was going to be a Yes, absolutely. So people were excited about Jesus coming in as a king or a messiah, thinking the Romans were, had kind of taken over. Uh, and so they were ready for Jesus to do Jesus' thing and kick them all out. So they're excited about that, the potential of doing that as well. Maybe people were excited too. Jesus, it said that they had seen Jesus doing miracles. And so they were excited about that. Like, oh, we heard about this guy. He heals people. I heard rumor had it that he took just a few loaves and fishes and we had a feast. So all these rumors that people are asking themselves, I wonder what Jesus is going to do. So no wonder they are excited about Jesus coming in and doing all of these things. Now, however, not everybody was excited about all the noise that people were making. And so we read also, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, order your disciples to stop. All right, so now, everybody got their noisemakers? All right, let's do it one more time. Here we go, make some noise. Make some noise, make some noise. And now imagine, keep making noise, keep making noise. <clears throat> imagine there's somebody up front here with their arms folded like this, and they're watching all of that, and they are just shaking their head, and they are saying, ah, ah, so we can stop for now. And the Pharisees, these are like kind of religious authorities. These are the people who like, aren't really on board with all that Jesus is doing. Some of them are, but some of them aren't so thrilled. And so they tell Jesus, Jesus, tell these people. So I have another question for you. Why do you think some of these people were telling Jesus to tell his disciples to stop making so much noise? Why were they so upset by the noise? Any, any guesses at all? Any guesses? What do you think, Brian? Because they were afraid. They were afraid. Yeah, absolutely. They kind of liked what things, the way things were going. Jesus seemed the power structures and the way things people were viewing who God was and how God was. And so that their power was being taken away. That made them perhaps anxious and afraid of that. Jesus was, people were calling Jesus the Messiah, and some of them thought, this is not how we envisioned with the Messiah. They imagine, so it says in the passage that Jesus comes in on colt. Have you ever ridden a pony before? or like a small horse, or seeing one like that. Some people thought that a king or messiah coming in would have a huge steed and come in, very grand gestures. And Jesus is coming in on this little colt. And all these people are throwing their cloaks on the road, and they're like, this is not what the messiah should be. And so they disagreed with that. So they didn't like this noise, too. And so they said to Jesus, please, would you please tell your people to stop? And Jesus said, even if I could, people are so excited. What I'm about to do is so amazing. He gave this really wonderful phrase, even the stones would shout out. Even the stones would shout out. So this week, during Holy Week, go, if, you, if you're walking along, if you find a rock or a pebble or stone, pick that up and put it in your pocket. And remember what Jesus said, even if we could, even if I could make them stop, the stones would shout out. People are so excited and filled with joy and anticipation and hope, and they just can't help themselves. So let's make noise one more time. So make some noise. You are so excited with hope, anticipation, and everything else. Jesus is coming, and I cannot stop myself. Very good. All right. You can 
I'm going to talk again. So what does that feel like, to be so filled with that that you just cannot stop? There are two passages earlier in Luke that talk about that. There is one passage. Jesus comes with these people, and this woman comes and anoints Jesus' feet, and some of the people try to stop her, and Jesus says, you gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, this woman has not stopped, there's that word, has not stopped kissing my feet. She was so overwhelmed with love for Jesus. And then Luke 18, this is a popular one, whenever we have children in our midst, and so Jesus calls for the children, and some of the disciples, some of the other people, even Jesus' friends, are like, get these children out of here. They make too much noise. They bother us. And what does Jesus say? Let the little children come to me. Do not what? <laughs> What's the word, Gary? Come on. Hinder. No, stop. Yes. Do not stop them. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. This is the wonderful thing about children. When they are excited about something, they almost sometimes shake because they just cannot wait for that. And they can't sleep. And they just have to get their energy out because they are so filled with anticipation and hope and joy. What would it be like for us as adults to have that same kind of anticipation and hope and joy? Jesus is coming. Something amazing is about to happen. I want to show you a short video. This is a woman, a, woman, a girl uh, named Chelsea Fair. Uh, and so I'm going to show you. So she started this charity. But let's first, she started this charity, and she talks about it, about donating art uh, kits to children experiencing homelessness. And so here's uh, Chelsea explaining what her charity does. Chelsea Fair and I'm 10 years old. I'm in the fifth grade and I started my own art charity. The reason I started this was because two Christmases ago, two years ago, I received a very expensive art kit from one of my family friends. I was like, oh my gosh, mommy, look at this art kit. And I found out everyone didn't have this and that made me upset. Um, I think art should be available to everyone. Um, kids in shelters or kids who just need a happy day. Art really helps me communicate when I can't. Um, it helps me if I'm happy, sad, or I just want to draw. I can always go to my sketchbook and it's always there for me. My art charity helps kids in need. Kids who have been through traumatizing events like bring art kits to them to give them a happy day and show to not do bad things when you're upset. Um, so what's inside the art kits? There's actually a lot of things. There's paint, paint brushes, colored pencils, crayons, markers, um, sketchbooks, notepads, and so much more. Um, all of this because I just want to help people in need. And I think back like a boomerang, it always returns. Um, I want to start with something um, small like art and then move on to bigger things that can really impact people's lives and make a change in the world.
But in some of the articles, I read one article that said when Chelsea was five years old, she would tell her parents, I want to start a charity. And so her parents said, well, isn't that sweet? Uh, we have such a great kid. And then two months later, I want to start a charity. Chelsea pestered her parents over and over again about starting <clears throat> a charity, and she would not stop. And her parents probably, as I would imagine, I would have too, say, oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, yeah, okay. But she kept on. She had this sense, I've got to do something to help other children. And she would not stop pestering her parents about it until she was 10, and they finally said, okay, let's make this thing happen. And it has exploded so that so many children now, especially those experiencing homelessness, can have art supplies to help make their situation perhaps help them cope with it, uh, help them a little bit brighter and so on. And I love, I love what she does, but I love too that persistence and that no one was going to tell her to be quiet because she was so filled about what this thing is that she wanted to do. What does it mean to have that kind of feeling that we are so filled with anticipation and hope and excitement that God is doing a big thing here in our lives that we just have to keep on it? and keep asking, and keep wondering, and keep praying, and keep nudging other people so that God's kingdom can come into existence. This is perhaps what people were feeling. Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. Now, they might have all had different ideas about what this would mean, but Jesus was coming. This week, we will be kind of on an emotional roller coaster as we think about Jesus' last days. But in the end, we know that love wins. And I hope that that fills us with that same kind of excitement and anticipation so that even when somebody says to you, would you stop with the grace? Would you please stop with your forgiveness? Please stop with your loving all people. Then we can say, we can get out our noisemakers. Get out our noisemakers. Get out our noisemakers and make all kinds of noise because we are so filled with what God is doing in our lives that we just cannot stop. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen and Amen.